one of my key mottos in life is YOLO, which I'm probably may sound like a 14 year old teenager, but YOLO stands for you only live once. And that's one of my mottos because I think if you want to do something, just grab the opportunity and do it. Don't wait for it um, to happen. Better answer than mine. Yeah, Chris has done <laughs> old school, but you know, you can't really be. I was just trying to remember it started. No one can be <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to On Point, Bearing Point's project manager podcast. In this podcast, we will pick the brains of experienced project managers to learn from their journeys and be entertained by their stories. Bearing Point delivers projects in many different sectors, such as banking and insurance, life sciences, telcos, manufacturing and public service, to name a few. So the range of projects will be very broad. I'm very interested to hear what are the key lessons to be learned from their experience in delivering projects on time, within budget and with quality. I'd also love to get your feedback and suggestions, so please reach out on our social media channels. We'll leave the info in the show notes, or if you want to find out more, check out our website, www.bearingpoint.com. In this podcast, we'll be looking at managing project teams and team morale. On today's podcast, our guests are Chris Hartung and Linda Brock. Chris is a senior manager in Bearing Point who has more than 20 years' experience of project management delivery. Chris, would you like to give us a quick introduction of your experience and maybe something outside of work that drives your passion? Sure. Um, So, yeah, I've worked uh, quite a long time in IT overall, well over 20 years uh, in total. So... um, Started out as a developer, um, worked my way up the usual path, team lead, manager, and ended up in uh, project management, which I've been doing probably for more than half that time now. Um, so during that time, I've worked primarily with consultancy companies, so working with clients. Uh, worked in a couple of sectors, uh, public sector, financial services, retail primarily. Um, outside of work, yeah, I've got a family, uh, wife and two children, so... My kids are fairly much grown up now, so taking the opportunity to start to travel more, uh, see a bit of the world, uh, Greece in particular in the last few years, and looking to see more of Europe, specifically Eastern Europe. Um, also like to do a bit of cycling, not nothing kind of competitive or anything like that, but just cycle around town, cycling out of work, uh, listen to podcasts on my bike, it's pretty relaxing. Very good. Um, also with us today is Linda Brock. Uh, Linda is a manager in Bearing Point and has over 15 years experience delivering projects all over Europe. Linda, would you like to give us a quick introduction of your experience and maybe something outside of work that drives your passion? Sure. Thank you, Kieran. So my name is Linda. I've joined Bearing Point Ireland two years ago. Uh, I started my career in project management around about 15 years ago, initially as a tester for a SAP implementation in a big bank in Germany. Um, And then I've kind of made my way up to become a project manager. I do have a banking background primarily. So I've worked for all of the or did projects for uh, many of the big banks across Europe. Um, And then two years ago, I decided I want to change my change some scenery um, because I'm originally from Berlin um, and I absolutely love the outdoors. And I fell in love with Ireland um, after spending a few holidays here. Um, and then the opportunity came up to work with Bearing Point. So I've joined the Dublin practice two years ago. Um, in, in my role as a project manager here for Bearing Point, I mainly deliver software implementation projects, but also regulatory-driven initiatives across very different industries, from telecommunications to healthcare to utilities, um, which is why I very much enjoy um, working for Bearing Point. Good stuff. And outside of work? 
Oh, um, I'm not married like um, Chris. I don't have children like Chris. Um, but I do have a dog that I'm absolutely besotted with. Um, and I usually spend my weekends with my dog, just the two of us, um, hiking um, hiking in Ireland and just exploring the countryside. Very good. Very good. So in this podcast, we'll be looking at managing project teams and team morale. So um, to kick it off with the first question, um, project teams are made up of people using resources to achieve outcomes. Which is the most important for successful completion of a project? The people, the processes they use, or the resources that they have? So I definitely say people. Um, I'm a people person myself. I think project management is a people business, um, primarily because you work with people and your end result, may it be a product or a service, usually is for people. Um, I love working in teams, and I think you can have the best processes on project management. I think you can have the um, best-looking templates and Excel spreadsheets, but if you don't have skilled people, motivated people to apply those processes, um, then um, you you fail your project. So I think you need good people, motivated people, and you need people who enjoy their work. And Chris, your answer would be? Yeah, I think people as well. Um, I suppose most projects require a, a lot of knowledge of the material, the the context, everything that's going on in the organisation. Um, so something that's critical to most projects, if not every project, is some kind of subject matter expert. So you need the people who've been there, who understand the business. So absolutely critical. And then, of course, you need people to have the right attitude. So constructing a team of people with kind of proactive attitude who can get things done is very important as well. Um, and of course, people need to be able to work together. You know, so collaboration. Uh, so choosing the right people, making sure that the team is is constructed in, in a manner that it can work together is very important. Um Having said that, process helps. Uh, you know, so I think it's a combination of the two. But ultimately, if you don't have the people, it's not going to work. But then the processes will smoothen things out. So if you have difficult people, for example, having processes around how to manage that, how to manage conflict, how to resolve um, conflict is, is very important. So, uh, Or even if you have inexperienced people on the team, I'd imagine processes are, are a good help in terms of bringing them up to speed. Absolutely. And also encouraging. I mean, experience isn't everything, you know, so sometimes inexperienced people, you know, can contribute and see things differently from the person who's been stuck in the certain way of working for a long time. So I think that kind of collaborative piece, bringing people together and giving people the opportunity and the confidence to voice their opinion is very important. Um, I mean, kind of the big picture is important. You know, I mean, I remember when I started out, I was a developer and I was given specs to code components for a system. And I didn't even know what I, I didn't know what I was coding, you know. Nobody showed me the end result or showed me the vision. And it makes a difference. I mean, we got it done, but I can't help but think it could have been done better if you knew why and what you were doing. Mm. So, you know, so I, think I presume that's something you've brought into your project management then in terms of giving that picture to your team? Absolutely, yeah. I think that's kind of very early in the project to give some kind of vision as a group to what we're trying to achieve here. On to my second question, on team building, how important is it to have a unified team and how can that be achieved? So we know teams go through the what, storming, norming, forming, all... Performing, uh, adjoining. All those, those <laughs> words ending in ING. <laughs> so how important is it to have that unified team and, and is there a bit of conflict sometimes good 
or is it always bad? I wouldn't say conflict is necessarily good, but differences of opinion isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's how you manage that. It's how you encourage people to reach compromise and and work together to ultimately arrive at a result. So one person might have a strong opinion in one direction and another person in the opposite direction. A meeting in the middle isn't always the worst uh, result. So I think, yeah, I wouldn't say conflict is good, but differences of opinion isn't bad. Okay. I have to admit, because we were discussing that earlier, I couldn't think of any situation where I had like really rough conflicts with project team members. Um, myself, I try to be um, a project manager who creates an environment where people have fun and enjoy their work. So I very much enjoy um, giving compliments when some of my project team members did a great job. I usually say you did a great job. Sometimes I send an email copying in the line manager just to kind of communicate that someone did a great job. Um, I'm a huge fan of developing people. Sometimes, as we just mentioned at the beginning of a project, you might sometimes end up with in inexperienced people um, in terms of it's the first time for them being in that specific role, for example. They are not a subject matter expert, but they have another role in the project to perform. Um, I can give an example. I just um, a couple of months ago started on a project in the public service sector here in Ireland. Um, and that project is um, about rolling out a new piece of software. And at the beginning of the project, we kind of um, uh, created an overview of roles we need on the project to deliver it. And one role was a role of the business analyst. So someone we need to kind of talk to the SMEs, gather requirements and stuff. Um, and then I got um, a, a, a lady a young colleague from from, from our practice um, and she never worked in a role as a business analyst before so she was very nervous at the beginning and anxious um, so there was a lot of prepping her um, in terms of how do you gather requirements do you use questionnaires do you do workshops do you do interviews what's the layout how do you document your requirements and now four months into the project um, I can see her development which absolutely went through the roof I can ask any questions in relation to the requirements and she knows everything. And I feel like for me as a project manager, I can kind of then take a mm -hmm. step back and trust because um, uh, I feel like in our role as project manager, we're not supposed to go into the nitty gritty details. We're kind of flying above everything, making sure the big picture is met. Um, and it was with great joy seeing her developing over those past months into that confident business analyst she's now. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's an important point that projects are a vehicle for people to yes. learn and develop. You know, people don't get experience um, outside of doing work. Now, that work isn't always project related work, but project related work is is our business and, and plenty of people that we work with work in projects. So the more experience they get, they can bring that to the next project and the next project and the next project. So Well, that's what Andy, Andy Farrell says with the Irish rugby team. You know, you don't get 50 caps without being picked. 50 yeah. times so same in a project you Absolutely. don't get that experience without being given their opportunity mm -hmm. um, very good so some of our listeners would be very keen to learn more about the people behind uh, the Bearing Point project manager so I have a couple of quick fire questions um, that I'd like to ask you now so um, we'll start with you Chris what's the best advice you've ever received so it could be career related or not career related whichever what piece of advice would you say would you give back to yourself um, I suppose you, you can spend a lot of time worrying. Uh, I think the best advice that I would have got is that, you know, worrying is kind of pointless. 
it, it creates anxiety, it creates stress. Um, where possible, try to take action to resolve whatever issue is, is worrying you. Um, uh, you know, don't step away necessarily from difficult situations. Don't let things fester. If something's going wrong, you know, grab it by the scruff of the neck and try and get it sorted as quickly as possible. Communicate. Uh, sometimes people can be difficult. Um, don't be shy and kind of avoid them. You've sometimes got to, you know, face it head on and just deal with whatever issues come up. So I suppose it's it's to be proactive rather than reactive and, and, and specifically try not to worry. Try not to worry. Great answer. And that's that's similar to what Linda was saying earlier on about staying calm, you know, when something something comes. So Linda, that answer's gone. I want a different piece <laughs> of advice from you, please. Well, it actually blew into the same horn. Um one of my um, key, how do you say that, my key mottos in life is YOLO, <laughs> which I Murray may sound like a 14-year-old teenager, mm-hmm. but YOLO stands for um, you only live once. Um, and that's one of my mottos because I think if you, if you want to do something, um, just grab the opportunity and do it. Don't wait for it um, to happen. Um, be it in my case, moving countries or starting the career with with um, a bearing point. Sometimes you start on projects, and I found myself years ago. I didn't understand the project title, and I had to Google it while I was onboarded because I had no idea what the project is about. And sometimes I feel like it's just good to be open, um, embrace the opportunity, and try to um, take the positives away rather than worrying and look at it and kind of. Uh, can I do that? Am I good enough? Um, you're always good enough. Very good. Very good. And another one then, uh, Chris, who would be your three dream dinner guests, dead or alive, and why? Genie <laughs> We're going deep guests. here. We're going deep here. I want to get a, an insight into it. Um, I've never really thought about this. Uh, I suppose you could I go I did with send you the questions in, in advance. <laughs> <laughs> you could go with the obvious ones. Um, some decent historical characters. Um, philosophers. Like, yeah. You know, I'm thinking of people like uh, Aristotle. I'm sure that'd be pretty interesting to, to have at your dinner table. Then you've got some big characters like Jesus. I mean, can't go wrong. <laughs> Aristotle, Jesus, go on. <laughs> and then uh, you got to throw in some kind of headbanger in there as well. So maybe Napoleon. No, very good. <laughs> there was some dinner, all right. Yeah, and Linda. Very good. Um, I'd probably, for selfish reasons, because I think he's quite attractive, I would probably choose the main actor from Peaky Blinders. The I. Killian Murphy. Yes, gorgeous. Um, better so better probably, chance of getting him than Aristotle or Jesus, anyway. I wouldn't yeah. share him on a table with two other people, so I'd take that for like a two two two, two people him. dinner. Um, but then um, I'd probably also like, um, if, if I would have the chance, I'd probably have uh, dinner with my grandmother, for example. She passed away when I was very young, so she kind of um, has a lot of um, history on what happened in our family. I would love that, to get some a bit out of that. Um, she's still alive. I would love to talk to Angela Merkel, for example. I think she's a very impressive, strong woman. Um, and I think she's a great role model for females, so I would love to go to dinner with her. Very good, very interesting. So better answer than mine. Yeah, Chris got Chris got old school, but you know, you can't really be. I was just trying to remember his story. No one can be yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd go with uh, Nelson Mandela, uh, Brian O'Driscoll, and 
don't know who the third one is. I think I would have prepared my own answers. <laughs> I'd say um, Bill Clinton, just for the crack. Mm. Interesting, interesting characters. But, yeah. um, okay, well, look, we're just coming to the end of, of the podcast now. So um, I'd like to thank our guests, um, Linda and Chris. Thanks very much. Uh, and also you, our listener. Um, our next episode will be released soon and we'll focus on more aspects of project management. In the meantime, if you'd like to learn more about BearingPoint's capabilities in this area, check out our website, www.bearingpoint.com. And remember that we'd love to get your feedback. So if you'd like any topic in particular to be discussed, you can reach us on email, LinkedIn, Twitter, or X as it's now known, uh, or Insta using the BearingPoint underscore IE handle. Um, thanks to Podcast Studios here in D2 for all their help in recording this series. You've been listening to On Point. Bearing Points Project Manager podcast.